can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido. We are joined by a longtime Celtics fan, Lad Kirker. Lad, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Guy. Glad to be here. We are the first podcast ever to be going live with two guys named Guy and Lad. So very excited to get started on this. Uh, Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, go through player of the game. Uh, run through some of the positives, some of the negatives, and we'll wrap up with some standings talk. So, Lad, I'll push it over to you here with player of the game. What do you got? I have to go with Tatum tonight. I mean, he played almost 40 minutes. Uh, he scored 38 points tonight, had 10 rebounds, a um, few assists. I mean, his plus-minus was average. But plus I mean, one's average? Plus one was <laughs> average for this game. Uh, but he, he did push the ball. Um, he, he passed it when he needed to, but, um, I thought when the Celtics were, you know, they didn't have as the, the top guys, um, no Brown tonight, um, Tatum really pushed it and, and scored when he needed to, but, uh, he's my player of the game tonight. It's tough. I mean, I, realistically, we, and we kind of talked about this during the game too. Like he had a, he obviously put up a ton of points. But when you're missing pretty much three of your top six, three of your top five even, mm. uh, it's just tough. Like, it's tough. The Pretty much the entire offense for the starting lineup relied on him. Marcus Smart put up 19, which is good. But if you look at his numbers, we'll dive into his numbers. But, like, he pretty much carried the entire offense tonight. And it's just tough. It's tough when you're missing your team. It's tough when you're missing the guys, your glue guys, like Kemba and, and JB. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go player of the game. i got to give it to Pritchard. I think outside of Tatum, obviously he's the, the next leading scorer on the team. But the difference between Pritchard and Tatum tonight was just efficiency on my in my end. Mm-hmm. Right, like you look at Pritchard's numbers tonight, 22 points, three rebounds, two assists. He also added in a block, uh, but his shooting numbers were unreal. Yeah, like six, shot eight six, of 12 from the field, six of seven from three. I mean, he's a three-point shooter right there. He's, I mean, he's uh, spreading like, the floor alone. One of his threes was, <laughs> no joke, like 35 feet deep. Perfect. Like unreal, unreal range for Pritchard tonight, and he looked good. For the majority of the night. Played 24 minutes. Kind of expected that with Kemba being out. Uh, because it's like, I mean, realistically, like we're thin at point guard. Mm-hmm. When Kemba's out on back-to-backs, it doesn't leave a lot of room for error. Like we had we had Sh- <laughs> Romeo and Shemi starting tonight. Romy, yeah, Romy, <laughs> Romy didn't... didn't. Didn't live up to expectations. You Didn't know, I mean neither of them. Yeah, same thing with Shemi. I mean neither of so them we were played. Thin. We were definitely thin. So it's it's tough. I mean when you're missing two of your guys at that guard position, it's just it's never going to be an easy game. Uh, but I think Pritchard stepped up to the occasion tonight. Played outstanding for really the large large majority of the game. Had a couple of huge threes late. 
they brought the Celtics realistically within striking distance. It obviously wasn't enough, which is extremely frustrating. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at the previous two Celtics-Nets games, the Celtics lost by an average of 20 points per game, which is fucking terrible to begin with. But tonight was only five. It seemed like it probably could have been more. But, you know, it's just, it's tough because the Nets had a huge injury report similar to the Celtics. Seven, eight guys. You know, Celtics had <laughs> you know I mean? three, four guys out, you know, and, um, you know, we had a couple guys coming back, but. It's tough. It's tough. It, it really is. And I feel like all year, I mean, the same old story has been, you know, if the Celtics can get healthy, you know, what can we bring? You know, if the Celtics have Kemba, Jalen, Tatum, uh, Rob Williams, you know, we have um, Pritchett coming off the bench, Marcus, you know, playing his defense and whatnot. How far can we go? We have not seen that. And that's been the storyline. At all. You know, the whole year. So can we get healthy? Is Kemba going to play back-to-backs at some point? You know, leading into the the final ten games of the year? I mean, I, we just, we really don't... I. If you have Jalen tonight, do you win? I mean, I I think so. I I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a. But really on that on that same end, like the Nets didn't have Durant, Durant or Harden. So Durant Harden and Pritchard, you know, Pritchard had a crazy game tonight. Did he fill in for Jalen? You know, so if Jalen, you know, plays and Pritchard, you know, comes off his normal role, is is it still a close game? You don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean it's it's tough. It's tough. I don't know the way the way I look at it right now. Like this entire game, kind of you get a you just kind of get a move past at this point because neither team was healthy. And as much as it sucks, like and we've complained as Celtics fans for not being healthy all year, the Nets injury report was as list. large as large as I've ever seen. Which is like, it's just, it's laughable, kind of. Like, their entire team, it felt like they were cut in half. And we've had games like that in the regular season, but I mean, you look at the, the way the Celtics have kind of battled injuries. Right now, we're 32 and 28, so that's what, 60 games into the season? We have not had, I don't even know if you know, like one single game that we've had zero people on the injured list. Like, not a single game. It Over was. the course of 60 games, which I don't think it's happened since, like, the 60s for the Celtics. Right. 80s, excuse me. But, I mean, that's like, <laughs> how do you battle How do you battle back from that? It's yeah, tough. It, it's tough. And, I mean, 2012-2013, when we had KG, Paul Pierce, and the final run, the stretch and whatnot, um, you know, it was constantly batter, battling injury. I mean, this year's different with COVID and everything and all the protocols. Um, it, it, it seemed like... Every single game we have someone, whether it's Fournier. I mean, Fournier came back tonight. We haven't really talked about him, but Fournier, I don't think, meshed well tonight. Um, you know, he's got to bounce back a little better than what he did tonight. Um, I think if he plays to his potential, again, if you have a healthy Fournier and a healthy Brown tonight, I think you win handily against this Nets team that, that that's down 8, 9, whatever guys... You know, was out tonight. So you, so you know, it's funny. 
So I'm looking at I'm looking at the stats right now. Evan Fournier led the Celtics in plus minus. What was he at plus minus? <laughs> and plus five. Plus five. Which is like it's it's abysmal to say the least. I mean, I mean, granted, again, plus we five. lost by five, but he led the team in plus minus, and he, he was, also led the team in assists. But he was all of seven from the field. Horrible. I mean, that is Horrible. that is that is crazy. If he makes three more baskets, this the game's team wins. over. The game's over. I mean, and he did. You know, his defense was okay tonight. I thought at times he was he was very far behind. I mean, he got switched a couple. Of the, the Nets was switching like crazy tonight. Every possession at the top of the key, they were switching off, trying to get Kyrie the the position. I mean, Kyrie had a you know a subpar game. He was not playing well at all. Um, he still led the I think led the both teams in the assists tonight with eleven. Um, but you know. Just Fournier did not play well tonight, and uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Us. It's tough to watch because honestly, like I've been probably like the biggest Fournier fan that I know of, just because like I I watched him a bunch in Orlando. Like I've watched a bunch of Magic games. I know the guy can play, and it's tough because he came here first two games played horrible, or the first game and a half played horrible. Second game, the second half played really well. Third game. Lights out, hit like seven of seven from three, and then has just been gone. So it's like we trade for this guy. Not that we gave up a bunch; it's only second, two second round picks. So like realistically, we got him for next to nothing. But I had very high expectations for him, and we just haven't we haven't gotten the chance to see him play, and that part sucks. No, and I I think we haven't seen the haven't seen him play. But we also haven't seen how he fits into this team. Uh, a lot of people see him coming off the bench. I see him more of a starter, you know, playing starter minutes, 30 minutes, 28 minutes, what, you know, around there. Um, but he, I, I just don't think he knows his role yet as well. So uh, I think that was clear tonight. You know, every time he came in, he just seemed kind of lost. Um, but once he finds his minutes, his roles... Uh, I, I think he can be a huge help for this team. I mean, he's not going to score what he scored in Orlando coming off the bench, but he definitely can help uh, this team off the bench and, you know, score. Because the bench, this bench is, you know, is, is definitely, you know, not, not, the, not the best. So team. I, I do, I, and I want to talk about that later in the podcast. We talk about the standings and go through, like, after some of the negative parts of today. I want to talk through kind of a playoff roster with you and get your thoughts. But the way I look at it, realistically, like, the Celtics are going to run with, like, nine, ten-man roster in the playoffs. Because that's just the way it goes across the NBA. If you look at our top nine guys, top ten guys, we've got a pretty solid roster. Moving past Ags, I want to get into this game and then we'll dive into some of the roster stuff and playoff rotations. You know, if you're looking at some of the positives of today, there really aren't a ton. Offensively, didn't move the ball well. 21 assists on the night. There was a ton of iso ball on Tatum's end. Like, sure, he put up his points, a lot of his shots, and lad, you were with me the entire game. A lot of his shots tonight were ISO ball. Three-point line, you know, taking the taking the ISO shot, you know, dribble behind the back, takes a step back three. And, uh, I mean, he brought it up a, com- a couple times, you know, and that's the majority of his game. 
um, taking that three-point shot, hoping, you know, you get the matchup and you're going to show the guy on you and make that three. But um, you really, when Tatum's a guy, you can't rely on that game in, game out because it's just not, the iso ball is not going to work. Yeah, and the in the last the last couple games, it's been what I think three straight games where he's struggled from the field a lot. Tonight was not that case. Like he shot pretty well, fourteen of twenty seven from the field is a solid shooting night. But tonight the big difference was the shot selection. Like as of you know, really looking past the All Star break on, I think his shot selection has been fantastic. Like he's driving to the rim a lot more. He's getting to the line. And he did that tonight, 4 of 7. But he relied a lot on step back, fadeaway threes. And that, to me, is where the Celtics are kind of falling out of moving the ball from player to player. Like He took 27 shots tonight. That's a ton of shots. But he didn't really facilitate as much as he could have. Like, yes, we're missing Kemba. Yes, we're missing JB. But we still have guys in the game that can score. Not as much with those guys out, obviously. Like when you're starting a guy like Romeo and Shemi, it obviously makes things a little bit different because neither of them like to shoot. Uh, which is why I kind of would have opted to put a guy like Evan into that starting lineup. Uh, but it's just. The way that he runs his offense, I don't think that that type, that kind of Tatum, is good for the Celtics team. No, I I I would agree. Um, Tatum, when it comes down to shorthanded guys, you know, you're missing Kemba, you're missing Brown. Tatum feels like he has to be the guy, and when Tatum feels like he has to be the guy at this current point in his career, is a lot of iso ball, a lot of iso ball above 18 feet. Dribble behind the back, three-point, you know, bring it in, step back three, you know, two-point right there at the line. Um, you know, occasionally you're going to get to the basket. You know, you're going to get a switch. It's a pick, whether it's uh, Tristan setting the pick or Rob Williams setting the pick um, and getting him to the basket and maybe to the line. Um, but I think, you know, he's best when he can drive the ball and facilitate, you know, pass the ball out. Pass the extra, you know, the, the extra pass or whatnot. Um, I was listening to something the other day that he needs to drive more and you know either gets a line. He should be getting to the line seven, eight, nine times a game. How yeah. many times he gets on the line tonight? Seven, seven times. <laughs> I hate to <laughs> hate to throw you off there, but he did get seven. But times. you know what? In in recent, you know, last couple of weeks, he hasn't been getting to the line. You know, when he got to that triple-double, you know, that I mean, he heard it. Was it the worst triple-double you, you had in recent in recent memory? Well, I mean, his, shoot, his shooting percentages, like, I'll give you that. His shooting percentages were horrible in his first triple-double, and they lost. So I, I guess my point is, when guys are out and Tatum's the man, you know, he's not stepping up to where he needs to be. You know, when you think of recent memory with Celtics players and whatnot, they would take over again, whether it was Pierce, Garnett, you know, Ray with times. Um, Tatum, yes, he had 35 tonight, but can he do it consistently and lead us, you know, in a shorthand, you know, Nets have eight guys out. 
can he win us a game? I I don't know if he's right. He's there at the at the current. Yeah, and that, and that part to me is frustrating too. I mean, you look at really the way the Celtics have operated for a large majority of the season. I think that Tatum has come up clutch in certain parts. Uh, but you look at it, it, for me, I always look at the, the type of shots that he's taking. And tonight was just not a good example of that at all. Like for me, he was taking a lot of step back threes. He was taking a lot of just contested shots where there are other guys. If I were to pull a you know devil's advocate type situation for it, a lot of it just comes down to the fact that there are not a lot of shooters around him. Like if you look at the lineup tonight, starting lineups specifically, we have Thompson who's not going to stray anywhere past you know pretty much the lane. You've got Romeo and Shemi, neither of which are shooting much. Shemi will take a shot if it's wide open. Romeo really isn't there for his offense. Marcus Smart is streaky at best, right? At best. So that's, I mean, it's tough when you're playing around guys that just can't physically shoot. It makes things a little bit more challenging. Uh, and that's and that's the part that's that's tough, right? I do want to switch into some of the negatives. I feel like we're kind of meshed the first half into the second half anyway. But we'll dive into a little bit more of those. Before we do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15. That's CelticsTake15 for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and gives sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sportsbook, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features, which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. All right, we're back. Let's talk about some of the negatives here. Lad, I'll push this over to you, but I want to talk about the lineup. I think the first negative today is the starting lineup, and this is actually going on Brad versus the the rest of the Celtics team here. But I want to hear your thoughts on the starting lineup today. So, I mean, you look at the starting lineup with Ojale, Tatum, Thompson, Smart, and Langford. I mean, right right then and there, you have no shooting. Um, And you can make a couple second guesses whether it should be Ojale or Langford. 
Um, personal opinion, I think Fournier should have started. I know he had a terrible night. Uh, but you need more shooting to start the game. Tatum was really carrying the team with, with shooting. Smart, you know, ended up with 19 points, but had it a terrible shooting night, again, from three-point range. Um, but again, this goes back, back to Brad all season long. You know, he's making these adjustments, whether it's Ojale, Langford, Williams at times, Niesmitz has started early on the year. Um, you, you touched on it earlier, Guy, about, you know, putting these people in positions that they shouldn't be. You know, these guys are role players. Ojale is a role player at best. You know, Langford should be coming off the bench. He hasn't proven anything um, it, to start this year. Offensively. Offensively. I mean, he's a defensive player. You know, played 19 minutes. Ojale played 17 minutes. But, you know, this, this starting lineup didn't did nothing for us besides Tatum shooting-wise. Yeah, and the, the way I look at it, too, and I've, we've talked about this during the game, when you put Langford in the in the ball game, and Shemi, for that matter, you need the rest of the team to be able to shoot, right? And the way that I look at this lineup, Thompson is not leaving the paint. Marcus Smart is streaky at best. And then you surround Tatum with Shemi, and Langford, neither of which are going to shoot lights out. Neither of them are going to put up a lot of shots in general. So it's really forcing Tatum to do the entire, or like run the entire offense on his own. And that is where Tatum struggles. So I agree. Like I think Brad probably should have started Fournier or honestly – even a guy like Pritchard or Neesmith, for that matter. Because Tatum needs a guy that can hit shots pretty consistently. Romeo has not proved that. I still personally like Romeo. Like, I think he's a good player. And I think he's going to bring a guy, like a good personality role off the bench in the playoffs. Like I think he will be one of the guys that sees fairly consistent time. But we need a guy in the game that can hit shots when Tatum's there. When Tatum's the sole ball handler, he's going to drive and try to dish. He tried to do that, but he didn't have anyone to dish to. And that, to me, is the biggest issue. You look at Tatum, you look at a guy like Fournier, Pritchard, those are two guys that can go in a game with Tatum and help out with that. When you don't have... Kemba, when you don't have JB, you're forcing those end-of-the-bench guys to step into a role that they're not really used to. The only players on this Celtics team that have really proven that they can play that role is Pritchard. And obviously we haven't seen it a ton with Fournier, but Fournier. Like those are the only two guys that have really proven that they can step in that role. Fournier obviously proved that when he was in Orlando. Hasn't really done much in the Celtics uniform because he just he hasn't played. But when it's a Tatum run offense, that's the offense that those are the people that you need to surround him with. And that to me just like it wasn't the case tonight. And that's what hurts the Celtics. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's tough. Yeah, and 
I mean, expanding off that, I mean, we can talk about the starting lineup and what it is, but, you know, we're missing Kemba and Brown, um, and that's two-thirds of the line right there. I mean, Kemba, Brown, Tatum, you're going to score a lot more points than 104 points tonight. But the fact that we cut it to five points with two minutes to go, right, we had a chance, and, you know, Smart was put in a position... You know, and I thought Smart played <laughs> to his strengths tonight. Uh, you know, he didn't take too many obscene threes, although he was 20% from three. I thought, you know, we had a chance, and he threw it out of bounds there with two minutes to go. Kemba, great catch. Kemba had a great catch, and he wasn't even playing tonight. <laughs> you know, if, if Kemba caught that, maybe took a three from out of bounds, and it went in, maybe the refs would have thought and counted it. Um, but... You know, I, I think it was just another moment by Marcus that should not have occurred, you know, and, you know, it just really set us back, and we had a chance. And, that, and that's been the moment, you know, all the times that Brad puts us in the position to win. You know, I, I, I feel like he always has a position, whether it's we're down 15, 20, whatever, going into the fourth, you always feel like you can have a chance to win with Brad or the team that he puts on the court going into the fourth quarter. And I felt like that tonight. I mean, the Nets were down big with players. Um, and, you know, with two minutes to go, we had a chance. And it, we I feel like we blew it. We blew it with um, that, that out-of-bounds play when Marcus threw it straight out-of-bounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is... The Nets are as good as it gets as far as talent goes. And, you know, they, they were missing... Pretty much their entire friggin' team at this point. They had like I think it was like seven players out. No Durant, no Harden, no Dinwiddie. Like three of their top five, top six players. And you can you can make the same argument for the Celtics with no JB, Kemba, and Time Ward. Uh, but it's just like if you're gonna beat the Nets, this is your opportunity to do so. And the Celtics just didn't take advantage of it. And that to me is the most frustrating part. We've been on a a very good stretch since the All-Star break, playing great basketball for the most part, and tonight we just weren't able to capitalize on that. Uh, You look at the rest of the game, like for me, the big big issue tonight was, you know, realistically like the Celtics offense, and a lot of it comes down to the fact that we just weren't moving the ball, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit so far, but... When the Celtics have less than 26 assists, we suck. (laughs) And that's pretty much the bottom line. I feel like I've talked about it every single podcast. But the Celtics record with less than 26 assists is night and day compared to when we have more. So I'll, I'll put this on you here. Like, why... Is it so important that the Celtics are moving the ball constantly? Because it seems like we're just not doing it on a consistent basis. And I think that goes back to Brad's system. Um, I mean, the moment Brad came into this, you know, was a the Celtics head coach. Uh, he made it a point that you have to pass the ball, and you, you know that's the only way to score. And I mean, we had some teams that were terrible. You know, we had. Gerald Wallace, we had Jarebko, we had these players that, you know, were terrible, and they were just, you know, 
expiring contracts and the Celtics grabbed them and you know we got draft picks and whatnot but Brad always put a winning team together um, and it focused on passing the ball and this year you've seen and it, it was even towards the end of last year um, the bubble was a little different story but passing the ball has always been the key emphasis to Celtic basketball under Brad Stevens and you need to pass the ball um, to win these games, and tonight was just one of those one of those games that we did not pass it, and you know it goes back to the players that started, the players um, that got playing time tonight. You know they just they they're put in roles that they're not used to. They're playing with people that they're not used to, um, and you know it just it 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 has a trickle down effect, and I think tonight was a big. That was part of the big reason we lost tonight. Yeah. And, I mean, outside of that, like, the other big reason is fast break points. And the Celtics, up until probably, I think it was, like, the two-minute mark, did not have a Were single. Were they four points? Five points? On fast break points? Yeah. Uh, no, three. Oh, three. Yep, That's three. That's what it was. Three. So, up until, the, up until, like, the two or three, two, maybe two-minute mark, the Celtics had zero Fast break points for the game. We ended with three. We got we got a lucky three late, uh, but we got outscored thirty-two to three, and a lot of that comes off of our turnovers. And I'll talk about this, but like the Celtics had nineteen turnovers tonight, and they had twenty points off of the turnovers, a lot of which were fast break points. Like that to me has been the biggest issue all season long. Like we have not moved the ball well when we don't have our guys out there and we turn the ball over. And that is a huge issue every game, every week and the large portion of this season. And that to me is like one of the most frustrating parts because it's all something that we can control and it's just not something we can get a grasp on. And it goes back to simple basketball. Uh, I go, I again, Brad's system. You know, fast break points. You get out, run, you get the the odd man break, and you get the points scored. Uh, last night you saw it. We had a three-on-one against the Suns, and it was sloppy, sloppy basketball, and we ended up Grant going Williams. out of bounds. It was, was that a, Grant? It was uh, Grant Williams. <laughs> out of bounds. He threw it. He should have he went up and go, take the layup, but he went out of bounds with it. And uh, I, I don't know what it is, but, um, you know, in previous seasons, again, the fast break has been a key emphasis of this team. The Celtics basketball, you get out, you get turn the ball over, you get out and run. And yeah. it just has not been happening. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating basketball. It really is. I mean, realistically, you look at the way the Celtics have played as of from the All-Star break till now. We've done really well. But when you look at our record from a back-to-back, like the second night of back-to-back, the Celtics are 5-7 and seven on the season. And that part is extremely frustrating. A lot of that comes down to the fact that we just don't have Kemba. And I know a lot of, a lot of fans all season long have been talking shit about Kemba. And while some of it was warranted in the first probably two weeks, Kemba's really turned things around. 
And a lot of fans are just stuck in the past saying that Kemba's not doing what he should be doing. And I'll I'll give you a little bit of it. You know, he's earning $34 million. Maybe his, sh- his stats should be up. But he's averaging 18 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists in the month of April. And it's not like a, it's not a small sample size. We're 23 days into the month of April. Like he's playing really, really good basketball. When you look at the Celtics right now, we're really missing that. And tonight was a perfect example of that. So I want to I want to push this over to you because I haven't really talked to you too much about Kemba. But when you look at the Celtics team and what we're missing, how much do you think Kemba can really fix? Our problems, and you you spoke to, you know, everyone is saying, "Oh, Kemba, this, Kemba, that, Kemba's not scoring, Kemba's the reason." I am the total opposite. I think Kemba is the reason the Celtics could be successful. Um, I've I said, think, I've said it in the past too. Like I think the Celtics, they're only going to go as far as Kemba's going to take. And us. I I hundred percent agree. I mean, in the beginning of the season, you know, he had an injury. Uh, you've heard how hard he's worked to get back to where he can be. Um, you've seen it alone the last month, you know, month plus. Kemba shooting the three, Kemba driving to the basket. I mean, how many times last year did we see Kemba going to the basket missing layups? You know, even the beginning of the season when he was playing, missing layups and whatnot. Lately, you have not been seeing that. You've been seeing that extra step. Um, Duke at the top of the line, getting to the basket, the pick, he's able to get to the lane, score, maybe in one. Um, but even the three, you know, he's been shooting the three at a great rate. I don't know what he's shooting in the month of April, but it's, it has to be up there. Um, but I think Kemba, if the only chance the Celtics have at, you know, advancing into the, into the playoffs, whether it's Eastern Conference or whatnot, is the success to Kemba. And I think Kemba has been playing extremely, extremely well and complementing Tatum and Brown. Um, Kemba with Tatum is Tatum is a totally different player when Kemba is on the court. It's night and day. It's night and day. And um, you've, you've, you've seen it the last few days. I mean, last night, Kemba led the team to the win. And, Kem- and Tatum, you know, didn't have the best night. You know, but shot he, horrible. Actually, <laughs> shot terrible. Shot horrible, but you know, Kemba's able to make up for what Tatum can do. You know, yeah. and, and and Tatum scored thirty eight tonight. But if Kemba was in there tonight, could it have been, you know, a lot closer? Or the the Celtics way ahead of what they they actually scored one hundred four points tonight because. I, I totally agree that Kemba is the reason and the only reason the Celtics will be successful in the forward. playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's just it's just a shit situation. So, like, obviously, Brad and, and Danny have both agreed on the fact that we're trying to keep Kemba healthy. And we kind of thought that was the case with Robert Williams. Didn't work, clearly, as he's been out for four games so far. Uh, I guess... What's your panic meter on Robert Williams? So, I mean, we've seen this with Robert last year. Um, you know, multiple weeks without, you know, Robert will be back, Robert will be back. I mean, this year he really shined. 
at the beginning of the season and uh, halfway through he's been, you know, that that's part of the reason they traded Tice was to get Robert Williams more more minutes. Um, but my panic, I, I think they're, again, trying to rest him and he's going through the whole protocol right now. Um, but come playoff time, I think Robert will be, you know, he'll be fine. You know, 30 minutes and be able to produce at normal. Yeah, so Danny, I, I think it was on Toucher and Rich, Danny said that he's very much expecting the rest of the Celtics team to be fully healthy come playoffs. Again, he's the GM. <laughs> he's going to say that regardless. I, again, how, how many times have we listened to Danny on Toucher and Rich say that, you know, once we get our health back, once we get our health back, you know, we've been hearing that for three years and almost I, feel like maybe, maybe, maybe even more, but... Um, I know part of me part of me just thinks that our health and safety staff just sucks yeah and I'm like I've said that several times it's not just here but Edward, sir where'd you go it's just it's tough it's tough so I want to I want to switch gears kind of talk about some of the playoff standings right now so as of this second 1102 p.m. on the 23rd Brooklyn officially has the one seed Philly's a half game behind. Milwaukee, three games behind. And then the rest of the Eastern Conference is as jumbled as it's been. We got Knicks, seven games behind. Hawks, seven games behind. Celtics, eight. Heat, nine. And then you jump to the Hornets at ten and a half. So what are your thoughts, I guess, where everything shakes out? Because I feel like... A lot of people have been saying the Celtics are probably going to live right around the four to five spot. Do you agree, and why or why not? I mean, I hope the Celtics get the four seed, but like you said, it's so jumbled right now. The Knicks are playing unbelievable basketball. The last ten, they're eight and two, and Randall is playing out of his mind. I mean, R.J. Barrett is going off. Um, the Hawks, I mean, they just lost Trey Young for a couple weeks. Hopefully he'll be back soon. But they beat the Heat tonight by 15. So, I mean, the Heat have been struggling. So, I mean, I see the Heat ending up in that 7 or 8 seed. Um, I, I see the Celtics in the number 4 um, be, just because of their strength of schedule and whatnot. And I do think health-wise the Celtics are getting better. Um, it all depends you know, whether the Celtics start to play Kemba on back-to-backs. I really think that's a huge, huge um, advantage if the Celtics can play Kemba. I don't think they will. Uh, but if they do, you know, it, it all comes down to this play-in situation. Um, I don't think the teams want this play-in situation no. this year. Uh, but you can see... Uh, how how it's affecting them. They they really do not want that, and it it's so close in the Eastern Conference right now that, um, you know everyone's trying to win every game. But I really do think it's going to be Celtics Knicks four five. Uh, the Hawks are going to fall off. Just they're a young team. I don't see them holding the ground. But I do think the Celtics Knicks will end up four five. So we've got, we're 60 games in, we've got 12 games left, three of which are second half of back-to-backs, which means more than likely no Kemba, uh, which leaves another nine games. Historically, we've not done well on back-to-backs because Kemba 
one of our big guys has been out every single game. With that being said, we still have, I think it's the fifth easiest remaining schedule. And the Knicks, who are currently in fourth, have, I believe, the hardest remaining schedule in the entire NBA. We talked about the Hawks already beating Miami by 15. They're without Trey Young for what seems to be, I don't know, your guess is as good as mine on that, like another week and a half maybe. It seems like his MRI came back good. He's going to start playing as soon as he's seen, as, his, as he feels healthy. But that could be another week. It could be another three weeks. We don't really know. So I do see them kind of dropping off. With the race being as close as it is, I do think the Celtics can pull off a four seed. Like I, I, I just I see it happening. The Knicks could potentially even drop all the way down to six. Honestly, they could drop down to eight at this point with the with the way the standings are right now. They're so close. If the Celtics can pull into a four spot, who would you want to see that first round of playoffs? Uh, at this point, I mean, everybody is so uh, the top three. The Nets, Sixes, Bucks, they've had their struggles. I mean, the last ten, the you know, Nets six and four. They've won tonight, so six and four. But Sixes and Bucks are five and five. Um, I ideally want that four seed. Uh, I think that is huge for the Celtics. Uh, avoid one of the big three prior. Avoid one of them, you know, and. I think it just goes back to the whole conversation we've had tonight about Kemba. I mean, tonight was a winnable game. Yeah, and, it definitely was. You know, it was a back-to-back, and Kemba did not play, and we it was a winnable game with two minutes to go, and again, we did not win the game. And you said we have three games left, you know, on back-to-backs, and going forward, we, we've heard that Kemba's not going to play those games. You know, and those those are must wins at this point of the season. So, do does Celtics management make a change this late? I don't think so. Um, but in order to get that four seed, with the way the Knicks are playing, like I said, I don't think the Hawks are going to reach for that four seed. Um, I think they're going to end up in the six seed. Uh, Celtics either four or five, like I said. But you know, I think. Kemba is the key to success here with yeah. the Celtics. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's tough. It's tough. At this point, the, the standings are so tight. It's really going to come down to the final, the final couple games. And we've got a lot of games coming up against, you know, teams in that four to nine range. We play the Hornets twice. Uh, we play a bunch of these teams coming up. I think we play the Heat twice also. So it's just it's gonna be a a tough three three weeks, I think. I'm pretty sure the the season's up in three four weeks at this point. So it's gonna come down to the wire at this point. So it's you know gear in for a pretty exciting rest of the season. But you know that's where we're gonna wrap things up today. Uh, for all the Celtics fans out there, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. 
Make sure to rate, review, a written review. Really appreciate it. Uh, and make sure to tune in again. We've got another game coming up here. Uh, make sure to tune in, share the podcast with friends. Uh, besides that, have a good night, Celtics fans, and we will talk to you soon. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.